This is the Common Chaos Podcast, Episode 5. I'm Thomas. I'm Jaden. I'm Matt. I'm Austin. We're just everyday people trying to become better versions of ourselves. Welcome to our conversation. The world is chaos. Show or feel no nervousness, anger, or other strong emotion. Complete disorder or confusion. We're not only training our, you know, our defensive mindsets. We're also working, you know, in our spiritual lives and trying to make ourselves better human beings. episode five i think um last week we talked a lot about guns and personal development with your firearms training and things like that my thumb is bleeding and i have a white sweatshirt on and it's really stressing me out because i'm going to get blood on it and it's my dad's sweatshirt so um, someone else is gonna be sucking on his thumb like a baby for the the entire episode i am sucking on my thumb unless thomas got up i think you might have a band-aid dude do you got like a do you you have a first aid kit let's go dude dude. come on i can't stand you Just give me tape or something. I don't need a band aid. You want tape? Okay. Yeah, just give me some electrical tape. Who does that? Nobody does that. Hey, we'll go over EDC gear. Oh, dude. I'm actually really excited for that. So we're going to do. Yes. We're going to do like like Instagram posts or YouTube videos about each individual EDC. Like Austin or. Oh, I love that lighter. Um, it. They have no idea, but that's a really cool lighter. Um, Austin or Mac, uh, we haven't really discussed that your nickname yeah, is Mac. Yeah, I have multiple names here. But uh, we're going to go over his EDC, Matt's EDC, mine, Dakota's, Thomas's, and I'm really excited for those videos. Those are going to be super cool. Um, although, my EDC kind of sucks nowadays because I don't have my flashlight anymore because I left my flashlight at work, and Jared has it. So, if Jared, if you're listening, I didn't forget... I want my freaking flashlight back, dude. Um, but this week, uh, we're going to be talking about more spiritual things, I think. Matt had some ideas about some things he wanted to talk about, so we're kind of going to let him take over and start us off. Um, let's just start off with this verse. Um, something that I found in one of my devotions this week was First Thessalonians 5. Um, Paul actually wrote this. I believe it was some kind of letter or something. I'm not exactly sure, but I'm just going to like rip through a couple of the verses here inside of that chapter because it's something that really hit home for me. It's something that I think we see um, going on with just society in general today. It's a pretty powerful verse. Uh, it starts off by saying, But concerning the times and the seasons, brethren, you have no need that I should write to you. For you yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord comes like a thief in the night. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes over them as labor pains upon a pregnant woman, 
and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that, so that this day should not overtake you as a thief. You are all sons of light and sons of day. We are not of the night nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk, get drunk at night. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as the helmet of hope and salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. I've heard a lot about the whoever sleeps at, what is it, the sleep at night, happens at night, get drunk at night, happens at night, whatever. I've heard a lot of things where it's like, like just the nighttime is where the devil dwells and stuff like that. And you hear, you hear all those things, and it's like nothing good happens after midnight. Yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. That's what my dad used to say. That's what my dad used to say too. There, there was a, there was a guy. I think it might have been a TikTok or something, but he was like, "Don't take." Oh, I know exactly what it was from, and if anyone that's listening to this knows, they're gonna make fun of me. So I'm not gonna say it. But he was like, "Don't take a girl out on a date during." Like at nighttime, because nighttime activities happen when it's nighttime. Take a girl out at like daytime, because then you're going to do daytime activities. And those are the things that build relationships and things like that. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, I mean, like he wasn't a biblical person or anything, but like it kind of ties back to how Jesus talks about those things. He's like, keep your activities in the light. As a Christian, we're called to be in the light, things like that. But I don't know if that's the direction you were going with that verse or what you wanted to talk about with it. <coughs> well, I don't know exactly like wh- where I was headed with all of that, but I just think that it, it, it talks a lot of, about how I think we see a lot of the world as darkness, and we know that, that God didn't like the things of the world, yet we see the things of the world he often describes as being in the dark, and people in the dark, and the world being in the dark. Yeah. And... I think this verse ties in a lot with what we're doing with this podcast and with this project and everything, because where is it talking? You are not in the darkness. It talks about okay. Just let me let me reread that, just because, like I said, I think it's super powerful. Just a, a segment of it. For when they say peace and safety, then sudden destruction comes over them, as labor pains upon upon a pregnant woman, and they will not escape. But you, brethren, are not in darkness, so that this day you should not overtake you as a thief. So whenever we think about a thief in the darkness, we think, I, think, I think kind of what Paul is trying to say here is evil things coming in the dark to people who are either misled or in the darkness or haven't seen the light or don't have the light inside of them. And I think he's using the thief as the devil coming at us while we're in the dark, while we're being aimlessly led by the world to believe the things that the world does and do the things that the world does. Mm -hmm. I think he's talking about being in the light and letting God consume you and doing things that God wants you to do so that whenever the darkness comes, it can't approach us because we're supposed to be the light. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are you following me there? What do you think? Darkness cannot live in the light. Yes. So like if you're, well, do you guys have anything? Because I, I talk a lot. Yeah, <laughs> no, you're good. Go ahead, buddy. Let, let, me, let me elaborate on that one thing. Okay. I think what... what Here's what the world... The world wants us to do exactly what the world is telling us to do and to not question it. 
Yeah. <laughs> do, do do what we tell you to do. Listen to the music that we want you to listen to. Watch the shows that we want you to watch. Only see the, the post on Facebook that Facebook wants you to see. They just want us to aimlessly follow them in whatever direction they're going. And oftentimes, that's pretty much darkness. And mm-hmm. he actually... Oh, where is that? It, it goes on to talk about... Let me find it. Let's see. Be at peace among yourselves. Now we encourage you. Warn those who are unruly. Comfort the faint-hearted. Uphold the weak. Be patient with all. See that no one renders evil for evil, but always do what is good. Re- rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Always give thanks in everything, for this is the will of God for you. Do not extinguish the spirit. Do not despise the prophecies. Test all things. Hold fast to what is good. He talks about... Like that's that. later on in the verse, but he talks about testing all things. And I think that's something that ties into like what's going on right now and just the current state of affairs in America. We just have so much stuff coming at us. We are bombarded with BS every <laughs> single freaking day. And that, I think that's what he's talking about. Test everything that you see. Because if you just believe the things that you see, you're just going to aimlessly go down this pipeline of darkness that the world wants you to go down and test these things that are getting thrown at you on a daily basis and see if they're good. And if they're good, do, do the things that are good. If they're bad, he talks about somewhere else, abstain from the things that are evil. And I, we see that, like I said, we're bombarded every single day. And it's like, I think a lot of times people say like, ah, you're just being negative. You're just being negative with this. You're being negative with that. But it's like, it's not always just, being negative it's about seeing the reality and things and seeing the reality of what the world tries to do and what the darkness tries to put over top of the light every single freaking day and it gets exhausting yeah. but like and for, for a lot of people like i said it's exhausting to constantly test the things that are thrown at you but if you're not testing those things then how do you know if they're good so a lot of people they, they just aimlessly follow whatever they're told because it's easy I, but we're I not called that. to. Yes, I do too, dude. That makes me angrier than anything. The the verse that the part of that verse that really stuck out to me was the test all things, like you're going on about, because we are taught and we're brought up in the church to believe what the pastor says, to believe what the people uh, older than us or the elders are saying, no matter what, take it as absolute truth. But I think that so someone in our lives, though I guess you left. And I don't know if you guys had him, but Pastor Jeff, he was my Bible teacher my senior year because Mr. Sweeney passed away. And he taught us about absolute truth and stuff like that and how it is our job to not believe anything anyone says until you've tested it yourself. You figure it out for yourself. And there's a couple pastors that I have in my life that I really love when they do this and they, they'll read a verse from the Bible and they'll say, I'm paraphrasing, but I want you to go read it to make sure I'm not lying to you. And I heard a story one time that he, it was one of my pastors, it was, he said one of his buddies went to his church and he gave an entire hour-long sermon, complete BS, absolutely fake. And he waited that entire next week for someone to call him out on it. Not a single person did. So then his next sermon was about, he was like, listen, I just told you something and all of you went your entire week believing that it was true. None of it was. I was testing to see if any of you were paying attention, if any of you were actually listening and doing this for yourself and studying, and none of them did. So I think that in our lives, and in because we're 
not pastors. We're not any major religious figure. None of us aspire to be the Pope. But, and I think it's really important in our lives to do that, to figure these things out for ourselves, because if you don't, then how do you expect to teach anyone else? And that, that goes back to Thomas with the guns. He was saying in the last episode that it's really important for him to go off by himself and get those reps in to figure out the drill himself and figure out how it works for him so that he can then show us how to do it. And it's the same in our spiritual lives. If I'm not reading my Bible and if I'm not figuring out what God's word says and what it means and understanding how I can translate that to people that might not have the same biblical knowledge that I have, then I'm not doing my job. And I think that that's super heavy in the church nowadays that like people don't do that yeah they just take everything for granted and it's just there it is what it is yeah well that's what like i've had so much time on my hands (laughs) for the past like month now um but i've actually like before bed i'll I'll throw on youtube and i've actually been going through like um the basics of like judaism and islam and like i'm actually looking into like what do these you know the three big religions christianity judaism islam and mm-hmm. it's like what do these three things have in common not necessarily what's different about them but yeah like it's amazing the similarities between all of these world religions because we all and believe in a in a god yeah it's just the way that it gets to that point yeah. is a lot different and yeah. it's like kind of one of those where you get into the uh the basics of like this is what i believe this is why i believe it i want to know you know taking it as test everything i want to know why you believe what you believe so i am able to not only you know know but also be able to tell you this is why i don't necessarily believe what you do like this is from my perspective of what like i'm i'm going through these you know the what was it the scientific method or whatever yeah yeah yeah. testing everything and i i struggled with that for a long time where uh, like growing up in the christian Bubble, I'll call it. Yeah, absolutely. I I struggled with doubt where I didn't know if what I believed was right. Because if I wholeheartedly believe it and a Muslim wholeheartedly believes what a Muslim believes, Mm -hmm. how am I supposed to tell him that he's wrong and I'm right? And like, I still struggle with that. But like, it, it was very hard for me because that man that is that prays towards mecca every day for seven times a day he five five times a day he wholeheartedly believes that and i wholeheartedly believe my thing so where do we find a common ground or where do we give up trying to quote unquote convert each other because that's like i'm in a place in my life now where i will never try to convert you i I'm here to have a conversation with you because I want to know what you believe. I hope you want to know what I believe. Let's talk about why we believe what we believe and let's understand each other. Let's not try and fix each other. Let's try and understand each other. But I know that Thomas and Matt wanted to talk about doubt a lot. So you're the one who wrote it down. I mean, (laughs) I guess, but I had, I had briefly touched on this Jeez, I think it was the first podcast. First, yeah. Probably the first podcast. And I think I think probably again in one of the 
that'd be two or two three. Or I think I probably did. I don't remember for sure. But the um, the question that I wrote down was: Is questioning everything doubt, or is it simply questioning? Like, where is the being line? curious? Where is the line? And you know, if you you know, once you get answers to the question, is it okay to stop questioning, or do you just stop at that point? And you know, Matt had that that <laughs> diagram that he showed us. <laughs> um, yeah, did we so, talk about the diagram in that other? I episode? think I think that was in between episodes yeah. that we talked about the yeah. diagram. I can go over it if we want to. <clears throat> it it's the a recycling co- symbol. It has, yeah, it has a couple names. <laughs> but the general theory, I guess you could call it a theory. I don't know. It's, I, it's an idea. I was thinking. I was thinking. I came up with it, but surely somebody else has thought about this because I'm not that smart. <laughs> but. Not that, not that I'm saying this theory is like mind blowing or anything, <laughs> but, I mean, but I mean, basically, I'm just trying to like draw it out here because I'm kind of almost forgetting what it was. But basically, it's like we come up with a question. Like we we come up with okay, is, is oh yes, here it is, sweet <laughs> last week. Um, basically, we, we we receive a lot of information, and based off of that information, <clears throat> we come up with some type of answer or some type of theory that we subscribe to because we think it's right. And based off of that answer, because the human brain never stops turning, the gears never stop turning, we're always looking for more. So why do you think whenever we get money, we we buy things and then we keep on wanting to buy things and it's just human consumption. We just can't ever stop. It's an endless cycle. Unless, I mean, there's a different mindset around it whenever you talk about minimalism and things like that. But... Typically, people that don't think about their daily cycles or think about the things that they do on a day-to-day basis, they buy things and they get more money and they keep buying things and buying things. They buy a big house and they buy furniture and they buy a car and we just keep on consuming. And that's just the way humans are. We just always want more and we can't ever stop. We're never completely satisfied. So you get information, like I said. The next step is you get an answer to some type of question from that information. And because we never stop and our brains, the gears in our brains never stop turning, we obviously are going to come up with another question. Whenever we come up with that question, we're going to seek out information and then we're going to find another answer. And whenever we find an answer, we're going to seek out another question. And then whenever we come up with that question, we're going to want information that will bring us to another answer. And it never stops. So at what point... Do you call it quits? Because it's never going to stop. We have people that try to figure out the answers, and we have people that are constantly looking for more and more and more. But at what point is it like, is there any more to actually know, or am I just making things up just because I want another question? So so when we get to that point, do we qualify that as ignorance? When I stop looking for questions to find answers to, am I then ignorant? Because I had this conversation with my mom the other day where we were talking about faith, where I went through a whole phase of my life where I genuinely doubted God to the point where I was like, I believe that there's a higher being, but I don't know if it's the Christian God. Do you think it's bad to do that? No. I think I, I think it's question everything. I think it's right. to, to, to... Because it was what I needed as a human being to right. figure it out. But you can keep questioning but I came to a conclusion that I do believe that it's the Christian God. That you feel so, comforted. That I feel I feel comfortable believing that. Okay. It's kind of like going on that same. Yeah. Like I was definitely in the same place. And for me personally, like it, 
it made it that much more real mm-hmm. for myself. It was like, I don't, I don't, I'm a human. I don't know anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's so much out there that I have no idea what it is. Uh, like, everybody's built differently, but it was like, you know, actually going through the uh, scriptures and actually, you know, getting into it for myself. And it's like, it, it got it made to the it point. stronger. Yeah, that's exactly it. It, it was like, hey, this is what I believe, and I know why I believe it now. But and back to that, I was having that conversation with my mom where I was saying I went through that time period, and she was telling me that she never went through it. She said that her whole life, she had faith like a child. She wholeheartedly believed in God her entire life, and it never wavered, and it, it was never like a doubt. There were times in her life where she wasn't being a good Christian, but it was never a doubt in God. And... That's, she said that, she asked me, she was like, am I ignorant? Like, is that ignorance is bliss type of situation? And I was like, no, I don't think it is. I like, I genuinely envy that you didn't have the doubt in your mind because I struggled for years where I was like, I felt depressed for lack of a better word, where I, I couldn't figure anything out. And she was saying that she never had to go through that. So when, when, what I'm trying to say is when we go through that cycle of question and then an answer and then another question and then another answer, when I finally decided that I believe in God, when I finally got to that point where I wasn't questioning anymore, do I then become ignorant? A- am I then just... Complacent. Yeah. A- am I then just complacent in the, in the search? Or did I feel like I found a solid answer? Uh I would say to to that point, it, it's not necessarily the ignorance on that behalf. It, it's more like a hierarchy in my mind of you got the first question figured out, and now there are roots of questions. Like a family tree. Yeah. So it's like you, you have that, I believe in God. Uh, I, I believe in the Christian God. Like, this is what I found. And now from there, it's not necessarily that topic specifically, but it's branched out from that and now you have other questions that come up and it literally like it, it's yeah. still repeating the exact same thing but yeah. it's in different aspects i guess is a yeah something i like that but like that's just like it's interesting like all christians don't have the same walk and that like i didn't ever really think about it like i thought everyone would have mental struggle with faith like that because in my brain faith is really difficult but then when my mom said that i was like Oh, I guess people are built different. <laughs> like it's just it's different ways of thinking. Brains are all different. Everyone has a unique supercomputer inside their skull. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, I think <clears throat> I don't I don't know where exactly, but I know Paul talks about having faith like a child. Um I don't know. I mean, I'm kind of in the same boat as your mom. Like I, you know, I never doubted anything. And that's, I guess that's, that's like my whole point in bringing up that question is because, you know, I, it's human nature to think about things. You know, I believe in the, you know, the Christian God and that is, you know, I'm staking my eternal life on that belief. But I guess my question is, is it doubt to like consider other options? Like to, th- not, not to like, not to think, you know, not not to doubt what you believe in, but to think like, what if this is, what if this isn't real, and what if it's something else? Not believing that something else is real, 
but simply just like a considering the idea mm-hmm. is that doubt. No, uh, I mean personally, I don't think it is. I, I think, I think that that's testing. Like, wh- what verse is that? The Thessalonians. Thessalonians, First Thessalonians five. That's basically, in in my mind, that's basically Paul saying, "Question everything." Yeah, question everything. Test it for yourself. Like, I guess, I guess that I mean that can be kind of a big argument, you know, because like, if you're questioning everything about your faith, is that that like we have all we have all of the answers, but if you like you continue to question it, is that doubt? Like, where do you draw the line? So that that's where I draw it back to, question everything until you find the answer. When you find the answer, accept the answer. Don't keep looking for other answers when the actual truth is in front of you. Right. Like I, yeah, and that's and that's what like that's where this question comes from is since we have all of the answers and we know what we believe, is it doubt then to question like other things? Yeah, it, like I think that that's hard because like to pull it back to the Muslim thing, their book. They think they have all the answers. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's that's my point. Is yeah, like, you know, because we believe, you know, what we believe, and they believe what they believe as strongly as we believe what we believe. So, like, is it is it doubt to think like you know just just to think about it, not to like question, not to like change your beliefs or doubt you know your faith or what you know whatever, just to think about you know what if theirs is true and mine is not. What will happen then? So, to to counter, where does it say in the Bible that you're not allowed to question? It doesn't. Does it? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, does it? Yeah, that's what know. I'm saying. Like, I'm not an expert. You know, none of, obviously none of us are experts, but I'm, you know, I'm I, not an expert. I, I don't know. I, with all of my limited biblical knowledge, don't think it does. But I could be wrong, and if I am, someone correct us, but... I don't think anywhere God was like, you're not allowed to question me. I think he was, he's, he gives us free will for a reason. He gives us the brains that work things out for a reason. And I think he wants us to figure it out. And I, and I actually, I had someone the other day message me about our podcast. And I don't think he listened to it. I think that he just saw that God was in the description and he kind of wanted to see where, like, pick my brain. And he said, if God is um, an all-loving God, and if God is a graceful God, don't you think that in an apocalyptic situation, he would um, give grace to the damned? And I was thinking, and I, I told him, I said, I'm not going to answer that. Because I don't know. I haven't done much research on that topic, and I just, I, I don't know. But I, I want to give it to you guys and see what you think. But my thought process was no. Because there's the story about um, the rich man and the poor man. One is in hell, one is up in with Abraham in that place. And the, the rich man says to Abraham, let me go back to earth and tell my sons. And the angel or Abraham says no like you had all that time on earth to do it because of free will we are given the opportunity now to choose God we are given 
all of the tools with the Bible to choose God and live the right way to build up treasures in heaven. So I personally, without doing much research, don't think that after like Jesus comes back and the apocalyptic time happens, he will save the damned because they have been damned because they didn't use their free will correctly. But question everything. Mm-hmm. How do we know? Ah, oh, jeez. How do we know? What a can of worms. <laughs> how do we know that Jesus is going to come back and an apocalypse is going to happen and we're not just going to die and have a planet full of virgins? How do we know which is which? That's faith. That mm-hmm. is where faith comes in. That's faith. Yeah, but like. What if you're faithing in the wrong thing? <laughs> what if you're faithing in the wrong you know thing. That's, I mean, that's that's really what it that's comes down faith, to. That's what faith is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Faith you is know, the assurance you... of things hoped for and the something of the things unseen. Of yeah, the, the, the substance. substance of things unseen. Yeah. I think. Okay. Okay. This is this is something that is taking a step back from that and taking a different approach. I think that we're approaching this logically. Yeah, we're we're definitely yeah. coming at this from like a human standpoint. Yes, yes, and and I think this is this is what happens whenever you try to figure. And I touch on this a lot because it's something I believe strongly in because it's something I went through personally. I think it's the difference between trying to figure out God from the outside looking in, rather than just stepping into the inside and letting God come to you and letting you figure letting you figure out God and not trying to figure him out from the outside. Do you know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. Are you following me there? Yeah, we've talked about this. Yeah, I, yeah. I really and I like think that I think that's I think that's where it comes down to pretty much is if you are actually a Christian and you actually have a genuine relationship with God, you will know that he is true because you know it in your heart. And you know that what you believe is true because you feel him and you can feel his presence and you feel that relationship and you feel that love. Mm-hmm. And that's something that happens whenever you have faith. But in order to get to that point, you need to have faith. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I think I, I, I think that kind of answers that question and pretty much sums it up. That's why faith is hard for me. Because like you said, we're take we're coming at this at a logical angle. My brain is very logical. Yeah, I was same. super good at logic puzzles and geometry, uh-huh. but I can't do algebra. Like my brain is a logical brain. So faith is so hard for me because it's something that you can't see. It's something that is intangible. And it's just, it's a very difficult thing to grasp for my brain. But then talking to someone like my mom, where faith was the easiest thing in the world for her, she could I say blindly follow, but that's not, you're not blindly following. Faith is not a blind uh, action. Faith is a assured action that God gives you assurance. But she has the faith of a child like the Bible talks about. And like Thomas is saying that he, he feels like he's in the same boat where it was never a doubt of God himself. But that's what mine was. That's where faith was hard for me because I, it's so hard to put all of my everything into an unseen being but like i came to that conclusion that that was what i needed to do yeah because mm, uh, because you expose yourself to him yeah i, I like dove like into not this. not yeah. just like just exposing living. not just like checking it out but like completely 
Not exposing, but immersing yourself. Diving headfirst off that bridge. Yes. Instead of standing on the top, maybe going down a couple levels yes. and then dipping your toes in. And that is where I think you find faith. That is where you find your backbone and your foundation of faith is whenever you take that deep dive. Mm -hmm. And see that, that back in the day when I was full struggle bus, I equated that diving head first. I equated that to hitting rock bottom, yeah. which not necessarily for everyone will be hitting rock bottom. But for me, mentally, it was hitting a rock bottom when I was my second year of college and I was like dropping out. I was at such a mental bottom that like I I was I never thought of suicide because like I came to the conclusion back in middle school that suicide was not an option like the the world is not it's dumb whatever mm -hmm. we could touch on that a different time but I, I was just at such a low where I didn't know what to do and I didn't know where to go that that was my rock bottom and that was my all right, all I have left is to step off the cliff because I, like, I can't go backwards. I'm already here. There's literally nothing left. To there do. is nowhere left to go, but it wasn't a physical thing. Like where I wasn't, I wasn't struggling with like heroin hitting a rock bottom or being completely bankrupt. It was a mental thing. And I think that that's huge with our generation. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, I think all normal minded people know that we shouldn't be doing heroin, but I think a lot of our generation is very depressed and we have a hard time and we struggle with the mental and it's not easy to get out of your own head, but at least for me. Yeah. <clears throat> That's all I got for that. No, that was good. Um, something that I wanted to bounce back to if, if, unless you two had other, any more input on that point, something I wanted to bounce back to was, Thomas's point on raising children, or have, or not raising children, but having faith like a child. Um, something that. <laughs> but something that. No like, chance the microphone just picked up what you just oh, said. I know. <laughs> something that kills me that it's happening right now is, I mean, I, obviously, I, I talk about subliminal subversion inside of society from our technology and things like that today and what big tech industries and just society in general pounds into the soft brains of our children sickens me it makes me so upset i mean the thing is now you, you got i don't i don't know eight-year-old kids on cell phones and i mean they're getting hammered with Snapchat and Instagram and all of those kinds of things. All the crap news. And, and, and I'm, yeah, I mean, not not just like news and like fake news and like all that stuff, but I mean, like, you got like some seriously jacked up stuff that is like not cool coming across like those Snapchat stories and stuff and yeah. like ads on on like Instagram and even on like TV and things like. You, there, there's some stuff that's like seriously jacked up. That these kids, I, I talked about like the soft brains of these kids, they don't know any better. So they're they're watching a lot of this stuff and being advertised and, and pretty much just being immersed in what we talked about in the last podcast of darkness. 
They're just yeah. being immersed in darkness, and they don't know the difference between darkness and light. Yeah. So to them, they're being normalized to this darkness and this screwed up stuff that is not cool, and it's not anything of the light, and it's nothing good, and they're being exposed to it. And to them, that is just what society is because they don't have the ability to look outside of the walls of their homes because they're eight years old. Well, and it's also that the, the with the day and age that we live in, it's inside of our homes. Yeah. With with the technology, like uh, when I when, with with what you're saying, I think about YouTube and the YouTube stars, people who have three million followers or a million followers on YouTube. Kids look up to those people, but those people are just as screwed up as all the rest of us, and and they're just showing the good things. I can't count how many people that I grew up watching on YouTube that are now canceled because they either raped kids or they sent like messages to little girls. And like it, it's like people that I grew up watching, idolizing because they were playing video games and now I'm looking at them like you're a monster. Yeah. Like you were literally doing things that are unspeakable, things that people go to jail for for years. Yeah. And it, people are idolizing these people just because they're on social media, just because they're they're out there. And they drive a Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like, like I'm talking like Mr. Beast and like that, that kind of thing. Like, these kids are watching these things and to them, that is what you do in life. That's yeah. what you do. You go out. I mean, they don't understand like going into debt and things, but what they do understand is if I want to be somebody in society and I want people to look up to me I gotta and put think my I'm life cool, on the internet. Yeah. And I have to buy all these ex expensive things and it just sends... From a young age, it sends these kids into a tailspin of consumerism and materialistic focus. And that's what gets pumped into their soft brains. And if nobody ever tells them, like, hey, this is not what it's about. It's about family. It's about religion and focusing on God. If nobody ever, like, tells them those things, then they spend their entire lives in the darkness. And that's so sad yeah. to me. Yeah, I think also, like, kind of going along that uh I don't know if it was last episode now or two episodes, but whenever we were doing the uh, the range day and we were harping on the practice and repetition, yeah, that, was... that is literally, like, that is what is happening. And it's not even kids. It's literally, if you have a cell phone, that like a smartphone, I'll put it, yeah. you, you are being constantly repetitioned on yeah. with everything. Dude, like, I could navigate Instagram with my eyes closed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like we've just become programmed to the point where, you know, what is reality? Is it, you know, what we think it is? Is it consumerism? Is it, you know, like it's really hard to distinguish between what is real and what is just media at yeah. the point of The ones that I really hate. Who do we usually make fun of? The 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 Dobre brothers. <laughs> The, yeah, so stuff like that. They yeah. they they act in their videos, but they act in such a weird way where it's like almost robotic, but like a child. And these kids are watching it, taking it all in, and they're like, "Oh, that's how I'm supposed to act when I'm 24." No, you're annoying. <laughs> Stop doing that. And like they do these pranks where it's like, "I wrecked my wife's Lamborghini." Don't do that. <laughs> Don't wreck your mom's car on purpose because you think it's funny. Like we we switched girlfriends for a week. That's, yeah, that's the last one that I saw, and that's like that's not cool. No, but it, that's just normal now. And, yeah. and, and like that's I, that's people like that's Satan or the enemy, whoever you want to say it. That's them. Like just 
different devices that they're using to get to us. Like, I don't care if you're not religious. I don't care if you don't believe in Christianity. You can't tell me that those things are good for a brain. Yeah. Like, I, I just... From a psychological standpoint, you can't tell me that feeding your brain those things on a daily basis are good for you. And like, I, I'm, I do it. I, I'm not one of the people that was strong enough to delete Instagram because I, I do it constantly. But you can't tell me that those things are good for me because I know they're not. The difference is you know it's not good for you. But because we can look at these things like I can scroll through Snapchat and be like, oh my gosh, that's a load of BS. That's a load of BS. That's stupid. But for these little kids, they don't know how to rationalize those things. Oh, I saw it firsthand Uh, with Snapchat. Matea came to me the other day and it was it was when uh, the election was happening with Biden and Trump. And Matea came to me the other day and she told me some fact and she said it as a fact. She was like, you know, Trump did this, this, this and this. And I was like, where did you hear that? And she was like, I saw it on Snapchat and we were talking about it at school today. And my teacher told me that it was true. And I was like, I don't remember what it was, so I can't really say, but I was like, Matea, that's not true. Like, you have to figure that out for yourself. But I promise that that, whatever fact that was, that's not fact. And she just believed it because she's 12, 13. That's what you do. When your teacher tells you something, you believe it. And I don't know how we got this mindset as a friend group, but we 100% are wholeheartedly question everything people, but we don't believe anyone the first time they say it. And I, I don't know how we got there, yeah, I don't but we all individually got to that point somehow. See, that, that's the beauty of this group, though, is, like, we have had such a different... I mean, granted, it's not completely different, like, we all went to the same school, whatever, but we, we've had such a different ride mm-hmm. to where we are, but we are still all... I mean, re- relatively speaking, because obviously we still have disagreements, whatever, but, yeah. but like, we're, we're just on track <laughs> together. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like... <laughs> I, I like that a lot about our group. The, the fact that Thomas could come to us and say, hey, I'm questioning this. And we're not going to be like, dude, you're an idiot. This is what we believe. You better believe it. We're like, okay, well, why? Well, what, do you, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? And we want to figure it out. And I just I don't feel like there's enough people like that in the <laughs> yeah. world right now. And like there, there, there's a couple people that messaged me about our podcast that they were like, "Hey, I really like what you're doing." Like, like and it was just after the first one, mm-hmm. where we barely talked about any of this stuff, <laughs> and they were like, "I really like this. I can see it. Like, I can see the vision of what you guys are doing." And I was like, "Yeah, we really want to get into some, like more either political or religious topics with the guns because those are the topics that people don't want to talk about." And the they were just like, "That's." that's crazy. Like, are you sure you want to do that? And I was like, yes, that's exactly what we want to do. That we want to stir the pot. We want to get canceled because if we get canceled, we're doing the job correctly because when people cancel people, it's because they don't want to hear what they got to say. Usually either because it's extremely on the deep end where it's wrong or it's so right that they're like, that's, we don't want to hear that. We're good where we are. But I don't know. I hate the planet. Yep. <laughs> Can- cancel the things that are subverting society. Those are the things that aren't canceled. No one yeah, ever calls no. to cancel, yeah. dude. Jacked up, man. There, there's a comedian. His name's Andrew Schultz. Yeah, he's he's he that he did this new thing when quarantine happened where he just straight up was calling out everyone's BS, and he was like, I. 
black people, Mexican people, white people, Chinese people, like gay people, straight people, no matter who you were, you weren't safe. <laughs> you were getting caught out. You were getting made fun of. And he went on a Logan Paul podcast and they were like, how have you not been canceled yet? And he was like, they tried. They can't because what are they going to do? Tell me I can't post on YouTube. I actually still can. <laughs> so he said they can do whatever they want, but it doesn't matter because I don't care who you are. I'm going to make fun of you. If you do something I want to make fun of, I'm going to make fun of it. Like, and I think that there are just so many people nowadays that can't take self-criticism yeah. and they can't take that. Like if you're going to make fun of me, I'm going to laugh about it or I'm going to internalize it and be like, okay, do I need to work on that? Or is that something he's projecting on me? Right. But like people are so sensitive, dude. Yeah. They, they don't want to be called out. No. Because they, it, even here's the thing. Even if people are in the wrong and they know they're in the wrong, they don't want anybody to tell them that they're in the wrong because they don't want to think about what might be right. People are so complacent and comfortable where they're at right now that it's like, I don't want to talk about anything else because if I'm wrong, then I'm going to have to figure out a new right. And I just, I just don't want to think. I'm just going to stay where I'm at. I don't want to think about anything new. And that's the thing that drives me the most nuts. I had this exact conversation with my mom about three hours ago <laughs> where she was like, you don't want to talk about what your next step in life is. And I was like, I don't because I don't know what the next step is and I'm scared. Yeah, that's what it is. I, I, I'm scared that I'm going to make a wrong choice or, or I'm not going to make the right choice and it's just going to lead to a mediocre life. And, and I'm scared and I'm genuine about that. It's a scary thing. But she was like, you don't ever want to talk about it with me. And I'm like, because why would I want to talk about something that it terrifies me? <laughs> like, I, you know how like in high school everyone always asks you, or not in high school, like whatever, they ask you what your biggest fear is. You know, I always said my biggest fear was drowning in crystal clear water. And then I thought it th I started thinking about it the other day and I was like, that's not my biggest fear at all. My biggest fear is being forgotten. In high school, I tried to start this thing when I was class president called the legacy group or whatever. I wanted to leave a legacy so that the classes after me remembered who I was. I didn't care about anyone. I wanted to remember me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's why I wanted to be the ambassador. I wanted to be the class president. I wanted to be the lead in the play. I wanted to play every sport that we had. I wanted them to remember me. And being forgotten was my biggest fear. And I didn't realize that until like three weeks ago. And I was thinking about it. I was like, the school closed. <laughs> Two years later, nobody remembers who I am anyway. Like my biggest fear actually happened. <laughs> and, then, and then I was thinking about it and I was like, nope, my biggest fear happened. And I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm okay with it. Like, you're, unless your biggest fear is, like, getting mauled by a bear, like, your fears can't hurt you. Because, like, the, the thing that I was scared of the most, being forgotten, happened. The school doesn't even exist anymore. Half of those kids go to different schools where they'll never remember me again. But I'm, I'm good. Yeah. I, life went on. I'm fine. So, like, it, it's just... Getting, I don't know how I got here. I really you're don't. Good, good. But it's getting over the, your fear. Yeah. Of well, talking was, about things. Yeah. That was that was something uh, when you said fear can't hurt you. That I I don't remember where I saw it, but it was just like a little little blurb. It was fear can't hurt you. It, it can only hinder you. Yeah. And I was like that. Yeah. I, I like that. <laughs> I I think it's thinking is hard. 
and it can be scary and disheartening sometimes. And that's the reason that people want to, that's the reason that people don't want to do it. Is it not, would it not be easier for all of us to just sit at home on the couch and whip open our laptops and throw something on Netflix and just sit mindlessly for three hours tonight Mm -hmm. than it would be to come here and actually like talk about this kind of stuff. Like I enjoy it because I want to figure myself out and I want to help you guys figure yourself out and whoever's listening. But I think people, maybe, maybe it boils down to borderline laziness inside of just America. (laughs) You know what I mean? Because it's, it's, it's so much easy, easier to just mindlessly go about life and believe everything that you're told and not think two steps deeper into things and not ask yourself, why am I doing this? Or why do I do that? Or what wakes me up in the morning? It's so much easier to just go to work, come home, watch TV, watch fake news, believe it, and then go to bed and never question anything. It's so much. And I almost wish that I was like that sometimes. <laughs> Life it'll would be me so up. simple. It would. Think about it, dude. You just believe everything that everyone tells you. You just you, you wear everything that everyone tells you. You buy the things that everyone tells you. And you just keep on rolling and do everything that everyone tells you. If you have to start your day every day fighting society and fighting the world and fighting <laughs> off darkness, that is hard, dude. And that's why people don't want to do it. Because it's hard. Uh, personally, in my life, I started doing that when I started growing my hair out. Yeah. <laughs> I started, so I started growing my hair out. And then I started wearing a gold necklace. And so when I started growing my hair out, my, my aunt, if she listens to this, she's going to hate me, but she was like, why go get a haircut? What do you do? And you look dumb. And then I wore a gold necklace and she was like, what are you wearing gold necklaces now? And then I was like, yeah, I do. And then I came around and I started wearing a gold ring and she was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I did it too. I did like, it too. I, I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> like I'm testing the waters to see what people are going to do. And then I had a kid come up to me the other night. My dad made fun of me for wearing this ring too. He was like, what's with the ring, dude? I was subconsciously making fun of you for it. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I like it. And that's just, that's what it is. I like it. So I'm going to do it. But I had, my dad was making fun of me for it. He's like, are you going to do that? Is that like a thing now? You're going to wear the ring? And I was like, yeah, it is. I went out that night and some kid came up to me. He was like, dude, I really like your style. Like, I I really, I like it a lot. Like, I was like, I appreciate that, dude. Like, and like it. It's so weird how society works like that. Yeah. They don't like self-expression, but they'll tell you they do as long as your oh, self-expression oh, is what they want you to express. <laughs> that is good. Yes. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> it, yeah. It stresses me out when people are like, well, yeah, of course. Do you. Be, be prideful of who you are as long as who you are fits our mold. <laughs> That is true. I hate it so much. All right, I th- I got nothing else. <laughs> I'm done. Yeah, I taught this whole episode is like me and Matt and like yeah, some I'm you. Sorry. Thomas, I don't I think I haven't hardly said a word. I'm sorry. I'm just sitting here listening and learning. I it's just me and Matt will sit here and talk like we do. This is what we do when we're not recording yeah. podcasts. So like my brain is like one this exact podcast constantly. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I'm driving, I thought if I could re- yes, if I could record my brain. Like I even thought about the other day. I'm like, should I start my own podcast just, <laughs> just off of me driving and yes. just recording myself driving yes. with Matt? <laughs> yeah, driving with Matt. That would be so funny. Um, oh, there's, I, I want to finish with this 
I mean, we don't have to finish, but I want to end my thoughts with this. I'm pretty much wrapped up. Um, there's an Andy Minio song. Uh, hold on, I can't type and talk at the same time. Uh, Desperados. Music's powerful. It really can be. And you can find one. Yeah, that was one of my big things back in high school. Is you can find positive messages in the darkest places. Mm-hmm. I always judged you, you for know, that. Yeah, and a lot of people do, and that's you know that until just goes recently into what Jay, I did. Like that's that's my Jaden's long hair. <laughs> listening to the, the screamo music, music, listening to the music that I listen to because you know people like, like like he said, people say you know be different, do this, and so I'm being different, and nobody likes it. Why because, do you listen to that? They're yeah. so angry. But I have you know, and it's not. You know, yeah, there's you know the, the the Christian bands, the you know worship, the heavy worship bands, and all that stuff, and they're great and they're very passionate and inspiring. But some of the the most like earth shaking messages that I found are from the bands that have the exact opposite viewpoint. Huh. You know, Thy Art Is Murder, Puppet oh, Master. <laughs> yeah, the like the the like the very like the central line in that song is "Think for Yourself." And it's like one of the most anti-Christian songs I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> and I was like, man, that is powerful right yeah. there. Yeah. Huh. That's what uh, Fit for an Autopsy, a lot of their stuff. Yeah, so that, that was like... There's two. You, you get into a lot of the, the meanings behind the songs mm-hmm. and everything, and it's like, yeah, dude, like, I gained so much out of this, yeah. and you're not... I'm doing air quotes for those who can't see me. <laughs> like, you... You're not supposed to be learning from this. Like, this is of the devil. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. But it's like you can literally find good messages. And... It's powerful. That's a, that's a topic for another. Dude, I could give you so many. There, there's an NF lyric, and it's um, music that has an emotion. It, I don't know the rest of the lyric, but music that has an emotion. It's not just all the crap that you listen to about the rap crap. That's like I go to the club, I spend all this money. Matt loves that music. That's no, like his favorite. I used to. I haven't listened to that stuff in months. <laughs> but like, there's there's songs that people spend hours with the words and figuring it out. But that's yeah. I could go yeah, on forever with that. Sound plan. But the, <laughs> yeah. the thing that the thing that I wanted to read was why do they try? I'm gonna read it the way that he sings it. Uh, why they? Sing tr- it, no, I'm not Break gonna sing. It <laughs> why they try to define us by the commas we got? They don't know what's inside us. Let me be honest. There's something beyond us. Yo, homie, preach. I gotta speak on my piece, man. I can't keep it a secret. The only way that you get acceptance is when you know you don't need it. Freedom is a mindset. And then there's a. It keeps going. But then the chorus from before says, "I ain't trying to be liked. I'm trying to be a light. I ain't trying to make a living. I'm trying to make a life." And he says, that's way different. Nowadays, I pray different. I used to ask for more blessings. Now I thank him for the ones he's given. What's that called? It's called Desperados by Andy Mineo. <laughs> but it's just my whole life motto, I guess, or like the way I think at life is mindset, mindset, mindset. If you wait... This is an NF song. I'll give you lyrics all day. If you wake up every morning and you look in the mirror and you tell yourself you're not great, you're not going to be great. It's just, it's not going to happen. It's not because you're not great, but it's because it's what you're telling yourself. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and, and it's just, you have to keep your mindset. 
like positive. You have to keep it on love and Jesus and grace. And when you do that, you're gonna wake up so much happier every day. You're gonna free. Yeah, things aren't gonna things yeah. aren't gonna free. Perfect. Yeah. Freedom. Freedom is a mindset. Yeah. Um, but things aren't going to annoy you. The little things. Oh man, I forgot my keys inside. I'm sitting in my car already. I gotta go get my keys. Yeah. You're gonna be like, okay, whatever. But like when you're not waking up happy and thinking all these happy thoughts, that's gonna piss you off that you forgot your keys ten feet away. Yeah. So like it's just go through every day loving what life is because you only get one life don't spend every day hating it be thankful yeah like i was thinking about that on my way here just like looking at the stars and like looking at the the um, snow on the trees and things like that and like getting the chance to like hang out with you guys and put together a project and stuff that's that's stuff that we should be thankful for every day that i go in to every day to go into work and i sit down in my office and i'm just so thankful for even just having a place to conduct business and having the laptop and all the tools necessary to make a living. Like yeah. that's huge, man. I'm and like we take that stuff for granted. So unbelievably blessed. Yeah. Like it, it's crazy. And I, we can end it there. <laughs> Absolutely. man. Um, that was, that was a good that was one. A lot. Thomas, <laughs> Thomas didn't say much, but he's here. I promise. <laughs> oh, look at that. Terry Brewer is typing right now. He's probably listening to our podcast as we speak. Shout out to Terry. Shout out to Terry. I know you listen to every single one. I love you. But that's it. Thanks for listening. Does anyone have anything else to say? Before you cut me off like last time? I I won't interrupt you this time. Thanks for listening. This has been the Common Chaos Podcast. See you next time.